Hello everybody and welcome to episode 52 of the Desert Tiger Podcast. I am your host here on the show. My name is Colton G and my guest today is Marcus Haran. Before I go ahead and introduce Marcus to you, of course, I gotta go ahead and thank everybody who's gone ahead and grabbed themselves a Desert Tiger t-shirt because that is what helps me bring you this show for free every single week, 52 weeks out of the year, and some. So thank you so very much to those lovely individuals. And if you want to go ahead and support the show one step further than you already are just by playing this episode, you too can go ahead and rep the tiger loud and proud by grabbing your own t-shirt for yourself. They're available on all of our social medias. We're going to be having our Shopify store getting up and running very soon. We actually just dropped a new t-shirt design on all of our social medias. So if you guys want to go ahead and feast your eyes on what some of the new designs are, head on over to our Instagram and our Facebook. Feast it for yourself. All right. Marcus Haran is a rapper, singer, songwriter, and record producer born in Paris, France and raised in Toronto, Canada. His latest album, A True Story, A Soundscape to Indifference, is a powerful look into Marcus's past and eventual growth into the supernova he continues to shine like. Inspired by the astrological symbolism of the planets in the universe, and how they connect with his own journey of overcoming adversity, Marcus covers various topics and experiences that have led him to become the visionary he is today. Living with vitiligo, being a refugee, being used as a drug mule, depression, and so much more, indifference is not only the story of how Haran harnessed and overcame these challenges, but is also the name of a movement he started to help represent and inspire those who feel different, to embrace their beauty and encourage the celebration of being unique. Like I said, today Marcus is my guest. We're going to be discussing his new album, A True Story, A Soundscape to Indifference. We're going to be talking about what he has going on in the future for 2019 in terms of new music releases as well. We're going to be talking about that movement, Indifference, how he came to start it, what exactly is Indifference doing in and around Toronto and in Canada. There is a lot going on behind this conversation, a lot of emotion behind Marcus's music. So today I'm also going to be playing you two tracks off of a true story all the songs on this album being named after planets sort of following that symbolism that we discussed earlier the tracks i'm going to be playing for you today in the order that i'm going to be playing for you i'm going to start things off with a track called venus that is super catchy has a great hook on it and in the middle of the show i'm going to be playing a song for you entitled jupiter which has also got a nice, mellow vibe to it. The vocals on it are freaking crisp and just 
Mmm, they're fantastic. So I can't wait to get you guys on that. Of course, Marcus is going to be explaining a little bit of the symbolism behind those songs and just how they connect to his life once we actually get into the interview. So how about we jump into that right away by getting things kicked off with Venus. I want to know. Do you feel my vibe? I gotta go, but to say goodbye, no. I know that there's a place that's in your mind you wanna go. Close your eyes, you see it shining right about to blow. I think I see a supernova. I think I see a supernova. Tell me, do you see me from afar? I wanna know. I'm a star about to blow I'm not a superstar but supernova I'm not a superstar but supernova Do you feel my vibe? 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 Close my eyes, I'm tapping. Looking for God, cause I'm trapped in. No negative, no subtractions. Only positive for the masses. Till I go, this baggage. Smoking these clouds till they vanish. Using these marks as advantage. This is no place for the average. Got the blues, baby. Tell me, can I really count on you? With all the bullshit we've been through, I question myself and I'm asking God if this is true. I know that there's a place that's in your mind you wanna go. Close your eyes, you see it shining right about to blow. I think I see a supernova. I think I see a supernova. I'm a star about to blow I'm not a superstar but supernova I'm not a superstar but supernova Do you feel my vibe? Do you feel my vibe? Came from the Where the sun don't shine I need to go But to say goodbye I, I know that there's a place that's in your mind you wanna go Close your eyes, you see it shining right about to blow I think I see a supernova I think I see a supernova Tell me, do you see me from afar? I wanna know I'm a star about to blow I'm not a superstar but supernova I'm not a superstar but supernova Do you feel my vibe? 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 Do you feel my vibe?
the Desert Tiger Podcast. We are here with Marcus Haran. Hey, thank you for having me. Hey, no worries at all. I am glad to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I am also extremely excited to talk today. So how is this wonderful Wednesday going for you? It's going pretty good. I just actually finished a uh, radio interview with Sirius XM. Oh, nice. Uh, this is about 20 minutes ago, and I just uh, dropped off to uh, the studio. And, yeah, and I knew you were going to call, so we we're, uh, you know, we we're getting amped up for that. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, hopefully I can match the quality of Sirius XM for you today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, so I usually like to start off like where the things start with the artists. So where does the love of music find a young Marcus Haran? When does hip-hop and rap start working its way into your heart? Usually when I'm like, you know, in a state of emotion, um, whether it's being happy, you know, um, uh-huh. insecure, um, excited, fearful, you know, um, that's when like music really finds me. Cause I feel like that's the only outlet I have, you know, to say what I need to say. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. the mic is the only thing that's there listening to me. So. Okay. So at what age did hip hop and rap start appealing to you? When I was about, um, I'd say about like eight, nine, you know, um, drums were like, a big thing for me so beatboxing was like a huge thing nice. and then from beatboxing I, you know i discovered what hip-hop was i mean in the midst of all that i knew what hip-hop was but i wasn't really introduced to it but mm. beatboxing definitely got me into that okay so you started out as a drummer then well i was supposed to be a drummer until my mom you know took the drums away because i wasn't using them and i um became infatuated with rhythm and of That's course. when I started making these beats out of my mouth, yeah. Of course, as soon as the option's taken away, then you find a different way to produce rhythm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so if you started out with beatboxing and everything else, like, at what point do you actually start trying to build your own cadence and rhythm with words yourself? I started that about when I was, say, like, 18, 19. Um, okay is when I started actually writing rhymes and just putting words onto my beats. Mm -hmm. You know, because I produce all my own beats. I make my own beats, and I just feel like I I needed to add words to them, and that's where that came about. Okay, so at that point, you were already producing electronic beats, like, as behind the scenes? Yeah. Was that for other individuals, or was that just as a hobby? It was as a hobby. Okay. And then at some point you just decide, screw this, I'm going for it. I I want to be the voice behind this rather than trying to find someone else to rap on these beats. It's not that I couldn't find anyone to rap on the beats, but I oh. just wasn't satisfied with, with what they were doing on my on my beats. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I kind of felt like I had to show them the direction of where I think the song would would have sounded good, and I I just I just authentically wasn't feeling aligned with it, so I. I took a few extra steps and, you know, I went ahead and uh, 
starting doing doing my own thing. Okay. So when you start, are you a very like are you A to B, A to B type style? Like right away, do you understand a lot of the rhythm, or do you have to start working your way into it? Like, is this your first time actually like stepping into writing lyrics? Yes. Yes. So I mean. I kind of always had the melody in my head as I was making the beat, so I kind of knew exactly what type of melody I wanted to write the the sequence of the song into, you know? Mm. So I I come up with the melody first, and then I write to the melody. Okay. So around, like, timeline, like, year-wise, what year would this be around? It's probably around um, 2000, 2000 and... Four, I believe. Okay. So, were you releasing this music right away, or was this still just like a hobby that you were building up at that time? It, it was mostly just a hobby. Okay. So, at what point do you decide that you actually want to start releasing music and maybe start playing some shows? Probably like a few years ago, um, when I was uh, doing a show for Rich Homie Kwan. And then I uh, did a show for Cameron. Those were like my, my major shows when I first started. Hmm. Okay, so it still took you a few years before you actually got comfortable enough to take those steps? That's right, yeah. Yeah, it took me some time to finally get there, you know. Um, I, I think it's all a process of, um, you know, uh, feeling and, you know, not feeling good hmm. about the music that you do. And you just got to really, it's, it's, it's a process because, you know, at times you pity yourself. You're just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know? And then oh. uh, you just got to keep going. You you, uh, you fall down, you get up, and you keep writing a better song. And I feel like that's uh, that's where I'm at now. Well, I can definitely agree with that sentiment because how do you get better without working through it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So during this time, like, are you just working regular day jobs like going around like were you pursuing a career like what i was uh i i was in school for music independent music production at seneca and then i went to uh, york university Hmm. and i studied theory of music okay so um so during yeah i just kind of sped up and i was kind of like in align with what i was doing Mm -hmm. so you're still like in following the dream in some way shape and form it wasn't like you were stuck in some other avenue at the time um sorry i i didn't get that last bit that you said there hmm. oh, i was just saying it's um so you were already working within the scenes of music and everything else it's not like you were kind of stuck in another avenue looking in from another window no, exactly. So I was, I was, I was already in like in in the scene, you know. I was getting to know the scene, and uh, I was, I was, I was around it, so it was familiar to me. Okay. So once you start deciding to release music and that, like, because I know like the story behind you, but I've also listened to the singles that you started releasing first was there's still a little bit of like getting into the comfort once you started releasing music like was there a big 
did you feel like there was a big wall maybe of like self-doubt or something at that point not really i mean i just i, I knew exactly what i want to do i knew exactly what i want to do with music i just I, you know i just i always find going with the vibe and just like really you know feeling the emotion mm-hmm. of music as i create so you know i mean there's obviously times where i doubt myself but um you know i think i think that's it's it's normal in in all communities of rappers and singers and artists you know they they go through things because mm-hmm. they're 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 clearly trying to get to a platform you know that is undeniably um you know hard to get to so without a doubt it's definitely hard to get through to the platform yeah so do you start playing like sets within the scene before you start releasing music or do you start like did you try and release music first i did, i tried releasing music first and then you know i started getting shows and whatnot and that's how i really got into you know i'm meeting promoters meeting people that do shows and that's how i got to introduce to like opening up and performing for people and, you know, getting paid for it. Yeah. So what was the first single you dropped? Was that Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo, yeah. Yeah, That okay. was the first single I dropped. All right, so you dropped a couple singles, and then we move up to the album that you're releasing this year, and you can kind of see, like, a little bit of a progression in your style mm-hmm. through those where it's, like... They're really dancey, really bangery, and like, while well, still being like nice and smooth. You have a nice like jazz, like vocals to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, and, that. And like, but the new album, like compared to those, seems to be a lot more self-reflective and a lot more like personal. Is there like yeah. a reason why you decided to dive into this? Was it like suddenly you felt more comfortable, like? telling your own story what inspired you to suddenly make that change up in style um you know when i started my movement indifference uh which represents um you know my my skin and being different in a community of you know people with one skin tone i have two different skin tones and you know i was judged in a lot of different ways because of that and you know i went through a hard time um, with it struggling with you know, depression and anxiety until I finally came out of it one day and I was able to represent it openly in the public. Um, and when I did that, you know, I got a great response from, you know, children, adults, grandparents, you know, um, just people from all over the world, you know, messaged me telling me that, you know, because of me, they're able to do things, and they're confident in themselves, and they're happier. And I think that really, you know, lit a fire in me. Mm-hmm. You know, the feeling of like being able to help others was uh, a great feeling, and I think that's something that I want to feel for the rest of my life, to be honest. Because you know, it's uh, timeless and it's priceless. Um, that being said, I you know transitioned that into my album because I felt like a lot of things that I wanted to talk about um, that I wanted to heal from a lot of traumas that I've experienced in my life that I need to get off my chest and I felt like there's a lot of people that could have 
that could relate to that. So, um, and that's what I did. And, you know, if you listen to the album, every album, has, every track has an intro. Mm -hmm. So there's 10 songs, one intro, one song, five songs in total, five intros in total. So it's 10. Um, every intro, I talk about the characteristic of the song that uh, you're about to hear, and it roots back to planets, which, you know, represents numerology in my religion, and that's what I base my whole album around. And these planets having characteristics of its own, and in the songs I'm talking about those characteristics and how they relate to me. You know, it's a very complex album, um, you know, but it's uh, it's adaptable. And I feel like, you know, the people that, that understand the album will appreciate the message. Mm -hmm. And, you know, through the album, I definitely healed my traumas, you know, being able to speak about them. I think it was, uh, it was uh, something that I, I had to do. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Was... Going through those traumas, was that something that you had tried to do at a previous point in your life, or was it at this moment that you finally started to make those strides? Well, I'd say it's at this moment mostly because I, I at that moment accepted myself and I was vulnerable enough to speak about situations that okay. were, you know, dear to me, also, you know, um, in abundance in a way where it's like, you know, I don't know if I want to share these things, but I did, so. Mm -hmm. So how difficult was it to not only, like, plan the album so that it had its representation in each of the tracks to each of the five planets that you chose for it, and, like, how difficult was it to come to acceptance to actually put those experiences into words um you know what the experiences they, so going to the planets picking the planets it kind of fell in in you know in the sequence of like my feelings and my emotions the things i really think about so i really put those characteristics and thought about the planet that represents what i feel mm -hmm. you know and that's how i base that's how i base the album um with my creative director, Umbreen, and, um, you know, even the songs, being able to talk about these traumas, it, it just came, it was, it was like, you know, it was fluid, um, it was liquefying, it just came on its own ravine, and, uh, you know, it, it just, I, I really didn't have to think about it much, because these were actual things that I've experienced, so there's a lot of words I, as a matter of fact, I had to cut some things out because I spoke too much about those experiences, mm -hmm. you know, I had to cut them out so I can sequence the song out, but it was more like a journal, to be honest, um, a journal to myself, you know, yeah. um, and that's something, that's something I've never done, I've never written a journal in my life, and this is my first time actually um, doing that, and even before I wrote the album, I, um, I wrote a letter to, you know, some people in my life, and uh, I still have my I haven't given it to them, but this is something that I wanted to heal through, you know, and the things I wanted to say to them, and 
you know, um, I think from that I kind of like went into the album. So, you know, it was very therapeutic um, energy that I was in, also like, you know, very heavy along with that. And, you know, shed a few tears making the album, but uh, I'm happy that uh, it's out there and people get to experience it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely very deep and emotional just from like listening yeah. to it and then getting like the introduction along with it where it mm-hmm. actually like gives you a little bit of a background to yeah. the song. Cause like, like you said, like you're inspiring other people too, so they can get their own message from the actual songs themselves and it can inspire, it can go on to inspire them to like live their own life and chase their own dreams in their own ways but it also gives them like an insight as to like where you were so it maybe even connects them more to you as an individual absolutely so i mean that's that you know that's that's mainly what it is right like people will relate to it the people that do relate to it like i mean doesn't have to be the exact same memory that i'm sharing but there's maybe one thing that i talk about in that in that song, even if it's just like, you know, like a person or an, like an event or like maybe somewhere like like, like a location, like mm-hmm. they can grab that. And I feel like that's how listeners are. They, they listen to something that they can, because they like the song so much, even though they can't relate to the song per se, because of like maybe I'm talking about my dad doing drugs, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it, they have something that they want to, like, let go and forget about and forgive with their father, and the fact that I'm saying something about my dad, and if I say something about, like, a jacket or something, that's something that they can relate to, like, mm-hmm. they're more inclined with the song at this point, you know what I mean? So, I think, I, I, I really feel like that's how energy works and messages, you know, and, uh, I think that's, what, that's exactly what I'm trying to achieve as an artist is mm-hmm. being able to relate to people that can't even relate. You know what I mean? Make a make a non-believer a believer, essentially. Well, that's it. It's show them that A, they're not alone, and B, that hope does exist, that yep. light does exist, and you can get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Man, the positivity, the energy, and just the message that you're trying to get across is incredible and of course i want to get into some of the symbolism behind the decision to use planets and exactly what they all represent to you like what inspired like each of the choices and just how they connect to your tracks like i want to get all into that but of course before we do that we need to take a little bit of a break We're going to play Jupiter for the listeners of the podcast so they can get another taste of a true story, a soundscape to indifference. And before that, once again, I have to go ahead and thank everybody who's gone ahead and copped themselves one of those amazing Desert Tiger t-shirts. Of course, our original design was done by the man Derisenja out in Norway, and we recently just released a new design. You can go ahead and look at the design over on our Facebook and Instagram pages at Desert Tiger Entertainment. That was recently done by a friend of mine back home in Regina, Saskatchewan, named Kaylor Coons, 
and we're going to be getting that printed with some fresh ink on some tees for you very soon. So anyone who wants to go ahead and support the show just a little bit more, you can always go ahead and grab one of those t-shirts because that's what helps me bring this show to you for free every single week, 52 weeks of the year, and I love you guys so much for wanting to support the show. Of course, if you're a little bit cash strapped, maybe you just want to go ahead and share this episode if you enjoy what you're hearing because I know you're about to enjoy what you're about to hear. This song is called Jupiter.
the Desert Tiger Podcast. At what point do you like come to the creative decision that planets are the perfect way for you to symbolize this story? Um, you know, I, I'm I'm I was I'm very infatuated with the universe. Um, you know, like I I try to learn as much as I can about other universes or in our universe and like like the solar systems in our universe and other life forms, other beings. Mm-hmm. These things infatuate me. Like I I like to think of the other. You know. Um, so that being said, you know, there was a connection there already, you know, and that was alongside with the numerology and like, you know, the religion that I come from, Hinduism, and we believe that our gods are from our leaders of planets in our universe, in our solar system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's, that's my background in religion. So like it kind of just tied in. And it's, it just felt right. I felt like this is what I needed to do, you know. Hmm. And it's facts, too, because it's like I'm talking about representations of planets that are represented by lords and gods from my religion. And, you know, it's, 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 it's very vast, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, like I said, it's, uh, you know, the beats are produced all by me, Um it's it's a dope vibe, honestly. Like just you know, if you who are listening, like take it and give it a chance. I think you'd uh, I think you'd vibe to it on another level. It's it's definitely something that you have never heard before. That's for sure. Oh, it's got a fantastic vibe to it. It's I was listening to it this morning and awesome. As it is, I really enjoy uh, or Jupiter and Pluto. Nice. Yeah. Jupiter and Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. Pluto. Pluto was the first one I made. Off the, tra- off the album, and uh, Jupiter was, I think, second last track that I made. Okay. So, it's cool, man. It's real cool. So, like, even though they do take, even though the tracks take, like, a form of sort of a look at your life as you go through it, you wrote them in, like, different sections? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah. are you willing to go through like some of those planets and exactly some of the lyrics that like exactly connects them to them? Sure, man. I don't know if I have the lyrics. I mean, I can try to remember them, but no worries. Um, so Pluto was uh, I ain't trying for the caption, yeah. I ain't doing for the fashion. Yeah. Pluto is a planet of change, yeah. You know, even like those two lyrics, I ain't trying for fashion, I ain't trying for the caption, those are, um, you know, into, uh, in, in tune with, like, the characteristics of the planets. Uh, Mars was, uh, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. If my response is delayed, response is delayed. I'm talking to life and asking mm. life to give me another chance and apologizing for being late. Um, Venus. Tell me, do you see me from afar? I want to know. Through these constellations, I'm a star about to blow. I'm not a superstar, a supernova. That's a dope I'm one. not a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's Venus. And, uh, you know, talking about life as, as itself. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, what was it? Jupiter is, why you watching me? Watching me? Why you watching me? Like I'm, I'm talking about like my skin and why, why are you watching me? Hearing mm-hmm. me? Like, and then finally I get into sleepless nights and I swear I don't get enough as me versus I, I ain't die, I ain't giving up on my, where's the track? Paper play is kind of cool. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Jupiter. That's like, you know, it's all positive shit. And then like even going into Saturn, you know, looking like my skin is dipped in bleach, uh, Papa never practiced what he preached, uh, turn a little into a demon, something why I'm different, what's my reason? Like that's like I'm, I'm, I'm asking to be accepted and why I'm different, you know what I mean? So and those align with, uh, with all the planets, so yeah, it's kind of cool, man. I mean, definitely like, you know, I'll listen, take a listen to it and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, deadly. For Saturn itself, it seems like that one definitely touches on your experiences with your father. Um, when mm-hmm. saying, like, doesn't practice what he preaches, like, how are you willing to elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, my, my dad was really, like, he would say things about getting them done. He would he really dream about things, but mm-hmm. he didn't really put anything in action, you know? So um, I think that's something uh, that related to me in a way that I didn't want to be like that, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So you yeah. were willing to see his mistakes and you were open enough to actually realize that you didn't want to become that person. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right, so as, like, I don't know how I want to dive into this because, like, you have from what I've read, you have quite the experience like that you've fought through, like not only with your skin condition, but everything else, like growing up, like was this something that kind of separated you from a lot of kids? Like not only because you're a refugee, not only because like of your skin condition, but just like everything else. Like what was like being a refugee in Toronto? Um, I mean, it, it wasn't bad, man. Like, it was, there was a lot of different refugees in Toronto at the same time. So, like, it wasn't, like, anything, you know. Um, it was just, like, kind of learning how to fit in with certain groups of people. Mm-hmm. And the people I hung up with were, like, all multicultural. So, like, I would, you know, I'd, I'd have white friends, black friends, you know, Indian, Afghani, Asian, mm-hmm. like, all different types of friends. So, it was cool, you know. And I, I feel like I... I I made myself and like I figured myself out through all these different cultures. Mm-hmm. Well, that's beautiful yeah. that you had a community of different experiences and backgrounds to help build you as a person. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, I'm glad that you were able to make it over to grow to become this individual. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No worries. No worries at all. So at what point do you decide to create this movement of acceptance that you have named Indifference? I started that a few years ago, like maybe three, four years ago, you know, due to like me accepting myself finally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's when I... That's when I, I finally wanted to do it. I was, I was... I was uh, confident enough, so, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So this album, like the title of the album being a soundscape to indifference, is this also sort of like a connection to that movement where it's fair to say almost like a voice? Absolutely. That's exactly um, that's exactly how I feel about it. A voice for people that you know don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. A voice for people that need acceptance and that want their that can accept themselves in being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh that's exactly what um, what it's about. Okay, so with indifference, like, is this something where, because you said that people reach out to you online and everything else, so obviously you guys have some form of online presence. Are you guys also out in, like, public, out in, like, your community as well? Yeah, of course. I mean, we, we do, we do um, um, you know, um, events where we get together, um, we do events on Little Lego Day, we, um, which is June 26th. Uh, we do, you know, gatherings for, like, Little Lego speeches and stuff like that, and just, like, motivational speaking. Hmm. So, What does the, the future hold? What are the plans for 2019 for Marcus Haram? Well, I'm dropping a mixtape in the, in the near future within the next, like, two, within the next two months, for the new year, let's say. It's a compilation of 10 songs that I've been working on after I dropped my uh, album on October 11th. Mm-hmm. So it's 10 songs. This one's going to be more fun, different side of me. Um, so I think it's going to be cool. Okay. So getting into a little bit more of the playful side. and Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to hear a little bit about that. Is there going to be any sort of connections to anything or like numerology or spirituality with themes? This, in this, is, one this, as well? is, this is more This is more of my badass side, you know what I mean? Like, this is more like my edgy, like no filter. So, you know, my nice. fans, I know, I know you guys, you know, the people, to the people that appreciate my, you know, soft side and my vulnerability, you know, I hope you can appreciate this out of me too. You know, <laughs> well, um, you have to be able to express both of those emotions from yourself, right? Absolutely. So that's why I feel like this this album, this new mixtape, is going to be really cool. Um, it's called Hot Boy from Sri Lanka. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Man. That's the name of the mixtape. It's it's you know it's it's definitely got a title. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see where it goes. So, clearly, 2019, Marcus Haran bringing the heat. Hot boy from Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah. Keep your eyes open. You, Follow it on Keep Spotify. Your eyes open. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Do that, do that, do all that. Right, all right, I love it, my dude. So, before... Well, actually, let's get into a few other things here. So, what about like high school idols and other things? Were there like anyone that you really looked up to that helped you like build yourself? One person I really, really, years? really looked up to. One person I really looked up to was Eminem. And my, my boy Johnson knows that. So. <laughs> I love Eminem. My boy Johnson knows that. Eminem. Eminem. <laughs> you hear that in the background? Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Eminem was definitely like a big, big uh, inspiration. I even listened to Corn, Limp Biscuit, Linkin Park, you know, Cypress Hill, Nas, Biggie, Tupac, and you know. But um, 
Yeah, those are my inspirations. But um, self-expression, a lot of finding yourself type music. I like that. Thanks, man. No, I really like that, man. So Thank when you, Marcus Haran is not showing the world what it means to be different, and he's not writing music, what does he like to get down with and do with the homeboys? Write more music. <laughs> we just hang on. <laughs> Always grinding, eh? Yeah, yeah. I love the mentality. I love the mentality, my dude. All right. So before I ask you my last question, where can the listeners find out more about you? Follow me on Instagram, Marcus Heron. On Twitter, Marcus Heron. Facebook, um, YouTube, Spotify, all major platforms. You know, just Google me. I'm sure you'll find something about me, and then they'll lead you to where you need to be fantastic all right so exactly what sort of difference what impact would you like to leave behind you with your efforts and your music i just want people to like you know really become aware of their subconscious and and you know how they really feel and be able to accept themselves and be happy with themselves and pursue what they really want to pursue be themselves you know all right fantastic i love it my man thank you man thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much for sharing your story thank you and of course that brings us to another conclusion here at the DTP. So thank you to every single one of you who has tuned in to this episode 52 of the Desert Tiger Podcast with my guest today, Marcus Haran. Of course, if you enjoyed what you heard today, you can go ahead and rate and review the show on iTunes, CastBox, whatever service you happen to listen on if you're new to the show Maybe you also want to hit that subscribe or follow button on that service as well so you can keep up to date with everything going on at the DTP. Of course, you can also go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias. And if you liked this episode just that much, maybe you want to go ahead and share it on some of your social medias. Share it with some of your friends who maybe you think would enjoy the episode. I would be ever so thankful for you for doing that as I always am. The listeners of this show are freaking amazing and I love you guys so, so much forever and always. So of course, while you're going out in your week here going forward, try and give the best energy you can to everyone you meet. Just because somebody might be a little bit different from you doesn't mean that their experiences don't make them beautiful in their own way as well and until next week have yourself a fantastic time next thursday on the show i'm going to be joined by members of the trues we're going to be talking about their brand new album civilianaires and of course the tour of canada in the united states that they're going to be doing to support that album i am so excited to talk to the trues you guys just don't even know i was jumping up and down i found out about it today ah so until next week ciao
So, quick side note, everybody. Earlier on in this episode, I happened to mention one of the people who did our shirt designs, Derisentia. Derisentia does not live in Norway. This was a mistake on my part. Derisentia lives in Denmark and also happens to do incredible designs. If you happen to enjoy our traditional style Desert Tiger logo, that OG shirt, Maybe you want to go ahead and pick yourself up a design from Dara Senja yourself. You can go ahead and find them at www.instagram.com slash D-E-R-A-S-E-N-J-A. And because I am in such a great mood today, why don't we go ahead and throw on another Marcus Haran song from A True Story. This is called Pluto. For the caption, yeah. I ain't do it for the fashion, yeah. I ain't try for the caption, yeah. I ain't do it for the fashion, yeah. yeah. You ever been a notice, notice, feeling out of focus? Yes, yes. Let me blossom like a lotus, without it coming through the coldest. Tell me how you cope with it. Yeah, you coping. 